Hey, my name is Nick Offenkamp, and you are listening to Gospel Stories, a podcast where we share the stories of Cities Church members and the ways that Jesus has become more real to them through the trials that they have endured. This week, I'm honored to sit down with both my friend and co-worker, Mike Pauley. Mike is the Director of Operations here at Cities Church and also aspires towards pastoral ministry, God willing, becoming a pastor at Cities in the next year. It was an awesome time of being able to sit down with my brother, hear him talk about the different ways that God has shaped him throughout his childhood, his wrestling career, into college, and the ways now, looking back, that he sees that his performance was never going to earn him right standing with God, but that his right standing has come by grace and by grace alone. Super encouraging conversation, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Mike Pauly, good to sit down with you. Yeah, hey, Nick. Man, um, how is it working for Cities Church? Yeah, it's kind of a loaded question over the mic, but uh, it's great. <laughs> Perfect experience. It. <laughs> so no, it's been a it's been a great experience thus far. Um, I mean, it's only four months in. I feel like it's felt a lot longer than that, which I think is a a blessing. So yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed it, dude. It is uh, it is so good having you on staff, and like you are just. Whether you like it or not, I'm not sure, but you're the perfect utility player, like, uh, which maybe at times is, is annoying for you. Uh, but it is just amazing. Like the breadth of your skill set in the kinds of things that you're able to get done and get done so well. well thank you. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It probably feels like we take advantage of, uh, you know, every ounce of talent that you have on <laughs> every different level. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's been great. And before working for cities, what were you doing? Uh, I was working with campus outreach college ministry here in the cities, um, for about nine years. Okay. Yeah. So you've been in local church ministry or parachurch ministry. You've been doing ministry, I should say, as a full-time uh, job for a while now. Yeah, ever since I graduated and kind of started raising support, you know, I had uh, different jobs here and there. I had a little painting job while I was doing that, um, yeah. landscaping jobs growing up. But kind of ever since, yeah, graduating have been in uh, full-time ministry, yeah. Cool. And where did you graduate from? So I graduated college from just Northwestern, now University of okay. St. Paul, but back when I was there, it was just Northwestern College, so Ooh, yeah. not, uh, not as they've, official. They've upgraded yes, since, right. uh, since your graduation day. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And uh, you're married. Did you meet your wife at Northwestern? I didn't. I met her actually um, through Campus Outreach. So she was a, transferred in as a student to the U of M Okay, and had a couple years there. And I was actually on staff at uh, the U of M when we met. Um, so I always like to clarify the timeline there um, of yeah. when she had graduated, started kind of volunteering and moving towards coming on staff with Campus Outreach as well. And during that time, we became good friends, kind of started dating, and then a year and a half later, got married. And so I, uh, I probably over clarify that uh, I was not. <laughs> it's, it's one of those um, areas though, that's probably oh. good to, <laughs> to make those boundaries. Like, yeah, there was nothing that we crossed here. That's good. And so how long have y'all been married? So we've been married uh, just over five years. So May 2nd, 
Oh, um, man, was our, cool. our five year. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And you guys have one son. That's right. We have one son, Jude, who's about a year and a half now. And, okay. Uh, and he's a fun guy. He's a handful. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a big dude. And uh, yeah, it's just been a, a joy to have him and, and learn how to parent him together and enjoy him. But yeah, just got the one right now. Yeah. Man, that's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. I, that, that year and a half kind of stage is, is a crazy one. You know, like <laughs> it, it, it's a ton of fun. And also it's like, is he talking much? Yeah. He's got his own, own language. I think he's okay. got words that kind of mean five different things. So sure. just based on the context, you figure out what he wants. But totally. uh, yeah, I mean, he's in that stage where it's, it's decipherable, but it's his like own cute little yeah. language. And so it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, a, you know, it's like such an exciting stage cause they are starting to use language uh, mm-hmm. that's understandable and discernible to some degree, but also such a frustrating stage, <laughs> I think for them, because like they can start to talk, but they can't actually communicate yeah. what they want to. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember with our own kids, uh, that constant tension of, you know, like, what is it that you mm-hmm. want? Like, I want to help you, yeah. but <laughs> I have no idea what yeah. it is. We've actually you're... been really grateful that we've um, like taught him a few just sign language things because kids oh, can pick yeah. that up really quick. And so I think there's been moments where, um, even months prior to this, where he can't speak any words at all, but he's able to like, like sign or point and let us know he wants help or he wants this. And I think that's been huge to bring down some of that frustration that he feels of not being able to communicate. So that's been a blessing as my wife has taught him a lot of that. But Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, cool, man. So married, have a son working in full-time ministry, aspiring towards becoming a pastor yeah. at City's Church, which, and I'm, I'm praying to that end too, and, and really looking forward to that day, uh, God willing. Um, but there's been a, a journey as for all of us, uh, in, in getting to this place in a myriad of different ways that God has been at work in your life. And the point of this podcast here is to share the different ways that Jesus has become more real to us through the trials that we have endured. And, uh, so yeah, picking up wherever you'd like, I just love to hear like, what are some of, or one of the ways that, uh, that Jesus really has become real to you? Yeah. Um, well, I think one of the kind of significant experiences that just kind of pops in my head when I ask that question is just kind of, uh, sports through growing up. And mm. so, um, my family was kind of big into sports, had an older brother, three years older than me. And so he, uh, he played football, he played basketball, uh, he wrestled for a little bit. And so kind of just, uh, seeing him and his friend, friends play sports and wanting to be involved in that. And, uh, specifically for me, um, the significant sport for me growing up was actually wrestling. Okay. So my, yeah, my dad wrestled in high school and college actually at Wyzetta as well, which is where I went to high school. Oh, um, nice. And so Just some family legacy before you. In the yeah, sense, a little yeah. bit. Of, yeah. Um, so he, he was big into wrestling. Um, my brother did it for a season, but he actually started me in the sport, uh, as a first grader, which the program started in second grade. Um, and so I started 
wrestling as a first grader against second graders and and kind of getting involved in the sport really before I was all that aware of uh, what do I enjoy doing? What do I yeah. not? It was just, you know, something I started doing and saw uh, success right away. And so it was natural to kind of continue into it. Um, even starting a year early, there was just kind of natural success that kind of happened with it. But, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So where did, uh, wrestling and sports lead to for you? Yeah. So, uh, kind of growing up through that, uh, wrestling is very, uh, to really be active and involved in it. It's, there's a lot of drive that needs to be on just kind of personal families. And so most all of like tournaments through like elementary school and even middle school are just a kind of open invitational ones. So the school programs aren't as developed at that level. And so to, to wrestle, to be active, to grow in it, you need to kind of every weekend be going to, you know, just different open invitation tournaments that you just kind of sign up and do day of. And so a lot of the weekends just kind of first grade, second grade on all the way through even middle school were just weekends filled with going to, you know, some, some weekends of Friday tournament, Saturday tournament, and maybe even a Sunday tournament and so um weekends were just very filled right uh with the sport yeah yeah and then did you grow up like uh was your family christian family like did you guys go to church together and uh what kind of place did faith or christianity have in your home yeah it was uh it was definitely there um we we went to church um pretty often there were, there are seasons that we'd go very consistent for years. And then there's seasons that we'd be in between churches or just not uh, prioritizing it. And so, so I grew up around Christianity, grew up around the Bible being valued um, and read, but also just seeing kind of the ups and downs and value. And as a kid, just kind of observing that and it's value in my life um, being dictated in a lot of ways by what I perceived our family was doing. And so there wasn't necessarily personal ownership or drive to see these things any more than if our family is doing it, I'm doing it. If our family wasn't doing it, then, you know, it was, uh, slipping down and what that was valuable or what I was prioritizing at the time as a kid. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. And it sounds like too, with, uh, all the wrestling, I mean, most of your weekends then would have been taken up with these tournaments and competing. And so I can't imagine that that would have made for a whole lot of consistency with like church attendance or involvement or really plugging into a community of Christians. Yeah. Yourself. Um, yeah, we were, we were still pretty consistent on, on Sundays and fought not to have like tournaments overlap there. But okay. as far as just getting like plugged into uh, a youth group or youth programs um, or, you know, even just connected with people our age, my age, it was, it was more just kind of about going Sunday and then, and then leaving. And we had a couple families we knew, but I didn't, I didn't personally feel like I, I really knew anyone at churches that we attended. Um, and so it was kind of just a Sunday, Sunday morning experience in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so then you know, as you get older and, uh, you know, as, imagine your wrestling sort of career, if you can call it that sure, as yeah. much as, you know, uh, someone in middle school and high yeah. school or, or whatever can, but I, that continued to grow, uh, mm-hmm. I take it. Um, and so like, where did that lead to and what were kind of the net effects, uh, 
on you as a adolescent forming your identity and forming values and understanding of how you operate in the world. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of continued to, to grow. I mean, including with those invitational tournaments, there's national invitational tournaments. And so we actually traveled all over Birmingham, St. Louis, Tulsa for, for big national tournaments and just, um, yeah, just kind of continued to have success and, and, uh, be successful at, at the sport. And, and so that was just kind of a part of my life instilled in was just kind of the value of, of success and the, the pressure for success, you know, some, some ways internal, some ways external. And so, so I kind of just developed to high school where it really started to, um, uh, maybe attention started to form. And so I really liked playing football as well, but was far more successful in wrestling. And so, um, my freshman year in high school, everything was, was kind of great. I played football that year, went well, actually the last game of the year had a, uh, pretty significant concussion in the last game. And okay. so I uh, played defense and me and another player were going across the middle of the field, trying to track down a pass and both kind of laid out and just, um, just kind of helmet to helmet hit each other. And so, so I got a concussion last game of the year, um, worked through that. I was still able to like start wrestling on time. Uh, but throughout that kind of realized that, uh, basically my left shoulder got kind of weaker and weaker throughout the season. So there's a point where I really couldn't lift my arm. Yeah. Um, and so just kind of going in and doing physical therapy, we kind of found out like through the concussion, I, I tore some uh, tissue in my neck. And so there was kind of a misalignment that was just, huh. uh, just really cutting off a lot of flow and strength to my shoulder that was making it weaker and weaker. Um, yeah. And so kind of wrestled through that year, it was fine, um, but uh, but it was hard for for my dad and potentially coaches to just see uh, wrestling that I'm super successful at be kind of sacrificed a little bit by a football injury. And so that hmm. year, I, I made to state in wrestling. Was the only one on my team that that made it as a freshman. So so went to the state tournament kind of by myself. Uh, the school school takes care of you, and so yeah, I uh, was able to stay at a, a nice hotel downtown St. Paul because the tournament was in the XL Energy Center. Oh, cool! Um, and so it's got to there, like eat good food, just kind of have a fun experience. But uh, I just wrestled terrible. Uh, <laughs> like lost my first, uh, I think, two matches, and then was just done. And so showed up and just uh, uh, just performed really poorly in large part because of the shoulder or just like the competition, the pressure being a freshman at a state competition. Yeah. I think the shoulder probably paid a piece of it, but it was mainly, I just, yeah, the, the pressure. Um, yeah. And, uh, just, yeah, just didn't receive it well. It was just a big moment. And, and so, uh, yeah, just didn't perform well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then it as relates to like your involvement in, church and the the development of your own faith um at what point did uh like did your faith or the gospel like become your own become real to you yeah i i think i think i became a christian uh younger when my family was going to church I remember uh one one specific moment of just really thinking through kind of my sin and what forgiveness meant and actually having a conversation with my mom on the way to the grocery store 
growing up and asking her questions in the car and um, listening to that. And that's kind of the uh, one of the significant memories that sticks with me of, of really trying to, at that point, actively understand like Jesus's grace and apply it to my life and seeing that mm-hmm. I need it. Um, I think I was around seven when that yeah. happened. So, um, so young and still growing and understanding. Um, but, but from there seeing some evidence in my life, uh, of God working in ways that just a hunger to, to read the Bible, even at a young age to pray, um, prayed a lot for forgiveness of sins, didn't necessarily <laughs> understand the, <laughs> the yeah. completed work of Christ in, in some ways, but saw, saw evidences like that through elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, but also a lot of ways that my faith was probably pretty, pretty dormant. And, okay. uh, and a lot of those experiences, as I look back, kind of just seeing ways that God, uh, kept me in ways that were kind of surprising in, in hindsight. Um, and so I think a lot of how I've just even as high school went on here and the story kind of increased, uh, as I've understand more of that at, at my current age, at an older age is really in, informed what God was doing in the moment in ways that I really wasn't aware of at that point, you know? And so I can't, can't really remember how consciously I was, sure. I was leaning on God, um, in those moments, but have seen specifically looking back ways that. Uh, he he was present and he was keeping mm-hmm. me in ways that I, I probably wouldn't have recognized at the time. But yeah, yeah, totally. And it sounds like uh, you know, as comes with a lot of uh, athletes and especially those who are successful in their sport, um, being super performance driven and uh, finding a lot of identity and your success and everything. And it sounds like even there just being some additional pressure from, you know, you've, you've got a family who's been su- successful in the sport, you know, at the same school, you've got coaches and everybody that's, that's there for you. And, uh, yeah. How, how did that shape you or, or as it relates to like your understanding of the gospel, which, says my performance can never be enough to satisfy God. Uh, how did those two things kind of collide for you? Yeah, I think um, looking back, probably the clearest place I see that, uh, that collision and that experience hap- happening of, of splicing kind of those out is my senior year. So, um, so kind of as I went, that was kind of the freshman year ended and and from that my dad really didn't want me to play football and so I, I agreed to that so my sophomore junior year uh d- didn't play football focused on wrestling um and and those years went fairly well I uh, went to state both years placed a couple times and so um so I, I still wanted to play football but kind of just accepted the the decision to to not play football mm and to go into my senior year. Um, but just kind of through wrestling being such a significant piece of my life and, um, pressure at points from family, some from coaches, just some internal was really getting to the point where I just, I kind of wanted to be out of that ring of Mm -hmm. performance and and was kind of just ready for it to be, to be done. And so when it got to my senior year, I actually had a conversation with my dad that was basically said, Hey, I want to play football. I want this to be my last year 
wrestling. Um, there were some opportunities to pursue it in college and some interest maybe for scholarships, but just really, uh, just didn't want to go that way. kind of wanted to be done, wanted to enjoy my senior year and, uh, and just kind of move on from the performance ring that had just been a lot of, uh, my upbringing. And so, so senior year, um, ironically was the year I go undefeated, I actually wrestled kind of up a weight <laughs> class from where I was going to. Um, and so I didn't, didn't cut weight, but just kind of wrestled more where I was at. And that year I went undefeated and that was the year that was kind of like the last, last hurrah. Um, and, and one of the things also I talked to my dad about at the, at the beginning of the year was my sophomore junior year during the state tournament, I stayed at home, um, and didn't stay, downtown and kind of have the experience because, uh, it was kind of seen as a distraction based on the way I wrestled my freshman year. Yeah. And so, so that was also one of the things that I said, I want to, I want to play football. I want this to be my last year. And when I make the state tournament, I want to stay down there. And my dad happily agreed to all that at the beginning of the year. But I think when it kind of got down to it and, you know, senior year, last chance, undefeated season, mm-hmm. uh, my dad really pushed hard for me to, to stay at home and not stay downtown for kind of the last year. And at that point I just kind of was done. Like I just broke in one sense and was like, I just, like, I don't even want to go to the state tournament. I just Mm want to be done with this, um, yeah. Element of my life. And so, so I ended up going, um, because I wanted to, in a lot of senses, like coaches and even family and a lot of people have like, invested in me helped me along and so I didn't want to just like quit but there's an element that um I wasn't really passionate about trying to win the state tournament I was kind of just trying to get the weekend yeah over with um and so that's kind of where the uh the external some of the internal pressure all that just kind of broken that experience of not you know being able to to stay and enjoy the experience the way I wanted to but feeling like the performance uh, the opportunity to perform and succeed like one out and, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What was kind of the outcome? Like what, what yeah. happens next? Yeah. To, so that I actually answered the question. Yeah. Um, so after that, just the tournament being over, here's where a lot of, I think, um, in hindsight, learning what God, um, was doing. So after, after the tournament, it just kind of felt, uh, just kind of a relief to just kind of be done with, uh, intense training, the, uh, controlling your weight and workout and eating at points, the, just the performance and really felt, um, as I look back, probably one of the clearest experiences of what the, the gospel is, um, in that we can't fulfill the law. Um, mm-hmm. the law is set for us to be perfect yet. We, we don't come anywhere close. And so even in wrestling in ways that I was really successful, um, I couldn't meet the standards that were put around me. And so just the, the experience of being the, the standard being removed and kind of closing that chapter in my life, I think has just been analogous to, you know, Christ fulfilling the law for us and removing it from us, um, and giving us grace. And so like, um, you know, Galatians five, one, um, talks about for freedom, Christ has set you free, stand firm therefore, and don't submit again to the yoke of slavery that the law is don't go back and say, I'm going to try and perform like, God, you gave me grace, but like now I'm going to try and do it perfectly. So I have my own standing. Um, and so in a lot of ways 
doesn't line up perfectly, but just the experience of performance of wrestling being removed and saying, would I ever want to go back to that? Do I want to go back and say, I want another shot? And I, I don't, I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy that experience. And so yeah. the, kind of the, the, the freedom of that performance being put away in my life, um, I've, I've been able to kind of analogously tie that to how Christ has set us free from the law and just uh, pursue grace. Don't, don't go back onto that, that yoke. And um, so, so that's been one of the, in hindsight, clearest ways of seeing how God used that. Uh, some of the other just really practical ways is because I wasn't going to pursue wrestling in college and wanted to play football. That's kind of how I got to Northwestern college. It's just okay. a small D3 school. So I was able to play football there and nice. my brother went there. And so some of the small ways around it of just even seeing how kind of my burnt outness with wrestling uh, kind of pushed me to go to school there. And immediately the Lord met me with just good friends on the football team, guys that generally genuinely wanted to pursue their faith and grow. And so it was just put into a really good company. One of the first weekends uh, just got to talk with one of the senior football guys about my life, my kind of my experience. And remember actually just kind of breaking down at, at the campfire and just, uh, just kind of thinking through, um, a lot of high school experience, not, not just wrestling, but all that was involved in it and, um, my faith and just really seeing how God had brought me here for a reason and how it'd be so good for me to be at Northwestern and even the friends early on that he'd put around me. It was just a, a huge grace that if, if all the wrestling wasn't for anything else, like just to, practically get me to those relationships into Northwestern still made it worth it. And he right. did so much more beyond that, but just that's even one practical reason how I chose the school I chose was yeah, um, kind of through the fallout of the being burnt out of one thing and the sort of other opportunities or doors that that opened up by no longer pursuing, you know, wrestling to the nth degree or how successful can I be in this? And, you know, what kind of D one school are you going to try and get yeah. into versus, um, you know, being able to do something that felt more right, mm-hmm. you know, or fit better with your own aspirations or desires, what you wanted to do. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious just because in in knowing you and in working with you, um, like you're you're a disciplined guy, which I really respect and appreciate about you. You're an extremely hard worker, as I alluded to in the the beginning of this episode. So not to like you know flatter you here in in, in this, <laughs> but um, but I am curious. Uh, so like, how does this uh, the how does it work of um, what Jesus has shown you is like for freedom, you have been set free. Like do not return to the yoke of slavery. How does that work with like this hard work ethic and really working towards things and doing that in such a way that glorifies God. That's not trying to uh, satisfy, you know, a law to earn favor with him or to earn salvation, but, out of your salvation, you know, working hard. How have you, yeah. how have you danced that line? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, or even uh, the challenges that you've experienced, like dancing that line, you know, um, 
yeah. maybe you haven't done it perfectly, but yeah, you know. definitely. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the, I think most of the lessons I've learned in this have been, you know, 10 years down the road, looking back and understanding more like the experiences I went through. And so, um, so I think one, just even having that, the awareness that I, you know, have high drive instilled in me, you know, internal, external pressure, wherever the mix of that, that it's still like mine to be dealt with for one, but really seeing that it's, uh, things like that are just ingrained in us deeply. And so it's not something I just flip a switch and it's gone, but it, it is a, a daily battle of in, in this performance or anything I su- succeed or fail in, like what, what's my re- response and what's coming out of that. And so I fail, like I feel the natural pressures of like, not good enough. What does, you know, a heavenly father think of me and having to actively resist maybe the, mm. the habitual like training through my experience growing up. Um, but I think one of the ways I've tried to actively fight it is just the, um, what, what's the end goal. And at points when I, there's a, a fear of failure, that's not a good thing to pursue um, versus seeking to, honor God and be faithful to him and the, the opportunity. And so, so one is saying, you know, he, he's with me, he's, he's helping me. It's not about a performance. So I'm free from that, but I'm also called to, to be diligent in things and, mm-hmm. and to work hard to the Lord. And so a lot of it, I think is the, the motivation behind it. You know, is there a, a fear yeah. and a pressure that's driving it? That's probably my natural state or is there a, a leaning on the Lord, um, his truth, his comfort coming into it that may look externally the exact same, but the, the motivation, the freedom, the leaning on God's promises internally is, um, to- totally different and just kind of yeah. fighting towards that. And uh, that's the daily battle and there's more into it than that, but that's one of the ways of just thinking, um, how I've tried to process through it and the, and it's, it is just kind of interesting how we're, you know, so connected because through all those, uh, wrestling experiences, um, and just the, the mixing of nature and nurture, mm-hmm. it's like, I've grown in discipline a ton, probably because of wrestling, you know? Right. And so there's ways that just the, the, the discipline there, the drive, the consistency, the, the Lord is, is using those in different fields of my life and then challenging experiences attached to it that the Lord's redeeming too um, and using those and weaknesses that I can kind of boast in. And so it's it's hard to kind of splice it all out, but it's, right. it's just amazing to see how God has used um, both, just the ways that it's naturally developed me and some of the things that I need to deal with and work through and how that's both are part of the story, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, so, because like self-control and discipline are like they're Christian virtues. Like it's a fruit of the spirit. It's something that, you know, is commanded throughout the, the new Testament. Um, and yet there's such a difference between, uh, like the discipline that comes as a fruit of the Holy spirit out of our security in the gospel versus like, a a perfectionistic, uh, kind of drive. Um, 
but yeah, it, it can feel at times like, oh man, we're, we're almost splitting hairs. Uh, and so you've mentioned a lot of really good stuff there. And I, I'm just curious too, what are the, uh, what are the main like means of grace that, that God uses to like keep your perspective, right. To keep you from falling into the like performance driven, uh, salvation by works, uh, sort of mindset or orientation. Yeah. And I think one of the themes and lies it buy into with the, the level of performance or competency or pressure or whatever you call it is that I've kept myself through these things or mm. because I've worked so hard at points, you know, whether good motivation or bad motivation, like in part of that, I have uh, produced my faith or kept my faith. I think that's just a, a lie that comes in there. And so um, just Psalm 28 one um, has just been a really helpful kind of consistent reminder or David just says to you, O Lord, I call my rock, be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. And so the significant thing that sticks out to me in that is, it says, if the Lord's silent to me, I become like those that go down to the pit. And so there's a clear picture of like God's keeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I look back in high school and even ways that I uh, I started attending FCA stuff my senior year and I remember mm-hmm. times of praying and those are kind of some of the things I maybe mentioned earlier where I'm like, I'm not sure why I was <laughs> doing these. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I very well could have become a Christian um, the first couple of days in college. I don't, I don't think so, but that's yeah. a possibility in the way that God works so strongly those first couple of years. And so just seeing whether that was a, a young faith stumbling along or if that was bef- before, he really changed my heart that there's just a, a keeping that he was doing and, and being reminded that I'm not, I'm not where I am because I got myself there. Um, and right. if I can believe that, embrace that, that he, he kept me through this, he authored my faith. He, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Then I can look forward and say that will, that will continue forward. But if I yeah. subtly think I've, I've built myself to where I am, then that pressure remains that it's like, well, what if I can't, keep it? What if I can't improve it? Yeah. Um, but remembering it was the Lord all the way through yeah. helps me remember that, yeah, 32 years of his, his plan, his authorship, his mm-hmm. orchestrating. And so whether I'm actively pursuing him moments or not, he's still keeping me through that and just seeing more and more experiences of that, even in my young 32 year life. And so, uh, yeah. So just remembering what actually was happening in those experiences and not what I can tend to think, you know, I can tend to think that was me working really hard to get me to a certain place, but that's not ultimately true. It was the Lord keeping me through those and, um, using my efforts in, in some way, but just remembering how kept I've been helps that perspective going forward and the, the comfort going forward too. Yeah, dude, that's so good. It reminds me uh, of something that John Piper said years ago in a seminar on future grace that just always stuck with me of that the reason that you or I wake up this morning a Christian is because God has freely chosen to make his mercy 
new to us this morning. Like we are Christians today, not because like we woke up, not fundamentally at least, because we woke up saying, I'm going to continue to follow Jesus today. But because even before that, Jesus said, I'm going to keep you, you know, not a single one that the father gives to me. Am I going to lose? And, uh, that's a, that's a powerful place to start as far as like the, the means of grace that God has used is like, well, he's kept me (laughs) in spite of myself. Um, which is awesome. Are there other things too that, uh, um, whether places that you go or, or people that are in your life that help stabilize you in the different seasons of, cause I think for all of us, we, we have a tendency to slip into like this performance mindset. And so anything else that, that the Lord consistently uses to, to bring you back to truth? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's people and circumstances around, like even in some of the ways that have felt, uh, they feel random at the time. And then hindsight kind of like, no, I think the Lord was really working, um, through that. And so just seeing, yeah, just small, almost random encouragements that, uh, just show the Lord's in this with me and through it. And, um, and I think just the, I mean, the one that's just kind of stuck out the most is just kind of that, the keeping power of God and how that manifests in, in so different, so many different ways. But that kind of just feels like the, the thread through it all when I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it here. And, um, and so just deepening in that truth, um, and kind of what I'm, I mean by that is like, if, if you would have asked me at the end of my senior year in college, like how much do these high school experiences like affect you. Mm. I, I think I literally said like, I don't think they do, you know? And I genuinely thought that, you know? And then five years later out of college, um, if you asked me that same question, I'd say like, no, I, I, I see some ways, you know, and now 10 years out of college, um, I, I really see some ways. And so I think just the, the growth and maturity and then the humility that comes with that or should come with that and combined with God's keeping power. Um, because it's, it's hard if you've got experiences of just suffering things done to you that aren't necessarily, um, that you didn't, you didn't deserve, you didn't directly cause, um, there's kind of a, a a double punch that comes with it. There's, there's the suffering and the pain that initially comes. And then there's the, and this like affects me. I can't just leave it. I need to deal with it. And so it's not just that that moment hurt or that experience hurt, but I can just brush it off. Um, but it's, yeah. it doesn't happen that way. And and uh, so there's kind of that that double level. Not only did it happen, but then I need to I need to work through it. And I'm responsible for my my response to it, hmm. and and not respond evil with evil, but overcome it with good. And so, um, so there's, there's both of those at play and just seeing that the Lord keeps you through that. And so it's like, Oh, his, his keeping goes deeper than I thought it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that allows me to, you know, to say 10 years out of college that I'm like, yeah, I see these things as current challenges where after college I didn't see him and I didn't in some ways want to see him because I didn't want to admit that, it in some ways had influence still over me or, or power right. over me, um, that I needed to, to grow, grow through. I wanted to just say, 
moved on from it. Like it doesn't touch me. Um, and so as I've grown in depth, it makes his keeping deeper, richer. Um, yeah. it's not a different promise, just understanding it more. Yeah. 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 And that's, uh, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah. So to, to others, uh, I mean, there's so much encouragement that you've already packed in here, but just to put a point on it, um, to others who are really wrestling through like a, uh, a perfectionism or a performance like driven sort of spirit, um, how would you come alongside and encourage them? You know, like what are, what are the truths that you would want for them to hold fast to? Certainly God's keeping power. Mm. Um, but you know, how, how would you counsel them through this uh, insatiable <laughs> drive that can never be satisfied mm. to either become perfect or to satisfy mm. the law? and earn righteousness before God. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of things that, uh, come to mind. I think another scripture that kind of pops in my head is just first Corinthians 15, 10, I think it is, you know, where Paul talks about being the least of all apostles, but says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Um, and I think just seeing the, the security that comes, from our identity being in Christ and bound to him and his life and death and being buried with him and raising with him allows us to like honestly look at strengths and weaknesses and um, where it's, it's really hard to press into your weaknesses if you feel like you're, you're bound and judged by them. But mm-hmm. if you can take the grace of God, then you can look at it and say, okay, like since my identity doesn't depend, depend on this, where, where am I at in it? And I think it just frees you to honestly look at those things, learn about them, be, um, more aware of them. And in that moment to say kind of whatever you see when you look into it, like you're okay, like you're okay in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of love the two perspectives Paul gives. There's a, he boasts in his weaknesses. So there's awareness there, mm-hmm. but then there's also uh, forgetting what lies behind. I press forward to what lies ahead. And so, um, there's been points in my life and maybe in, in others lives where you get there and maybe you say, have my motivation the whole time been off? Mm-hmm. Like the whole time have I been trying to perform for myself, um, and, and not leaning on God. And maybe the answer is yes. Um, and that would be a discouraging hard thing, but God keeps us in that. And we're, we're in Christ and, and safe in that moment. And so there's, there's not necessarily a, a, a paralyzing, like it was all for not, but there's Paul that says, you know, I'd want to say like, I'm so glad I see that now. Like, let mm-hmm. me press towards what lies ahead. Let me yeah. live in his grace. Now. Um, I don't need to go back and, and change it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Cause it's by grace. I don't need yeah. to make up for that. Um, let's live forward in the, the new knowledge and the new, grace and, and, and seek to follow Christ with right motivations now. And so, so even in those moments, they could feel like uh, I've done it all wrong or have I done it all wrong? Whatever way we answer that question, there's still the keeping power of God and the, by grace, I am what I am. That's, that's part of it. Um, that, 
Uh, if you want to call it a thorn or you just want to call it a, a trial, like that's, that's part of it. God's not unaware of that and God's not uninvolved in that. That's, right. that's part of the story. The, those are the, some of the redeeming things that God's doing. Um, and so, so I think that would be one, um, and maybe just like a, a final general encouragement is just, uh, really finding to see these experiences, not as like casualties on the road of life, where just a loss here, a loss there, suffering here, suffering there, but specifically seeing these as seeds being sown, um, that really bring life and fruit, um, and love and health into our lives so that we can kind of move to the point where Paul actually like boasts in these things. He glories in these things. And that doesn't necessarily happen overnight. There's work that sure. goes through to get to that point, but just not seeing them as, um, yeah, just casualties in your life, but God really planting and sowing, um, seeds that when we, we die and walk through them, it, it brings fruit and wholeness and life in our lives and into others, you know, as we learn yeah. to receive Christ's comfort, um, it's such a platform and maybe this podcast is that very thing to, for others to relate to that, feel like they have community in that and yeah. to have others be ministered to through, uh, God bringing life through your, your suffering and your trials that it talks about in Corinthians. So. Right. Yeah. The amazing thing in, in God's economy and in God's grace that like our, our failures never thwart God's purposes that in fact, uh, you know, what a great analogy of them being, uh, like seeds, you know, that, uh, fall to the ground and yet God somehow takes them and brings about, uh, life from them, uh, both for us and being able to learn and grow, uh, from the past and from the ways that he's been at work. Uh, and then as well, like to disciple others through our experiences and through the things that God has, has shown us those younger years aren't, aren't wasted. They're, they're not mm. in vain. The failures of today aren't wasted or not in vain, like that God will, uh, you know, through our repentance, through our faith, through his gracious changing of our mind and perspective and revealing to us what's right, good and true, like he's going to use those things to make us more like him. Yeah. And you don't even need to fully understand it to still be able to rest in it, you know, and just say, Lord, I, I trust you in the things I don't know, so I'm going to run to you. I'm going to make you my refuge, and that's not easy always, but there's um, I don't need to fully understand it to have fruit come out of it, but I can you can lean on God's word and lean on Him, yeah. and uh, and you know and trust His goodness and things that we don't we don't understand all the way. Yeah, Amen. Amen. So good, brother. Thanks so much for taking the time to yeah. to sit down. Praise God for his work in your life. Thanks. So glad that uh, he has you here at Cities and on staff. So grateful to, to get to work with you. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to together pressing on to what lies ahead and experiencing <laughs> more right. of God's grace to <laughs> us. So thanks. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gospel Stories. 
The Gospel Stories podcast is a production of Cities Church. You can learn more about Cities Church and find all kinds of resources by visiting cityschurch.com. We'll be back soon with another story of God's extraordinary grace, so be sure to subscribe to the show. If you were encouraged by this episode, please leave us a review or give it a share so that more folks can hear about the work of Jesus in the life of his people. A very special thanks to Sarah Groves for our theme music. If you haven't heard her album, Abide With Me, you should definitely check that out. And finally, if you have a story that you'd like to share, please head on over to cityschurch.com stories to find our submission form. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back soon.